0: School PR professionals spend a week or two each year networking, if they're lucky. We pour into this professional development and the conversations drive us in our work. Collaboration is one of the best parts of our job, but then we go back to our daily work and the buzz of bright conversations and innovation starts
1: to wear off. Welcome to School PR Happy Hour. We seek to create a shared space of collaboration, and an opportunity to continue those conversations long after the closing sessions of our state and national conferences.
0: We are a community, a community of communicators that lean on each other in hard times and learn from each other regularly.
1: This podcast is about just that, getting to know each other better and sharing our passions about furthering education one story at a time.
0: Welcome back to School PR Happy Hour. My name's Erin McCann. We're almost at the end of season two, and just like last year, Justin and I are going to take the summer as a hiatus to spend time with our families and recharge a little bit. So I knew that I wanted my last episode this season to be something that we all could benefit from, and I continued to circle around this idea of spending some time on internal communications, which is something I think becomes very easy to overlook. Now I knew that there was no one better to talk with for this episode than my guest today, Kathy Kajijian, APR, the Director of Communications and Strategic Planning for Glenview School District 34 in Illinois. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me, Erin. I'm glad to be here.
0: It's an absolute honor. Um, I want to, I have so many questions. I know this is an area you're extremely passionate about, but before we jump into really kind of diving deep on internal comms, can you tell us a little bit about your journey, your professional journey that kind of drew you to school PR and then your experience here in our field?
2: Sure, absolutely. I have been in school PR for 11 years now. I started a little late in my career. Before that, I was a freelance communications professional. I did some journalism writing, worked in advertising, um, dabbled in a whole lot. Um, but my big job back then was being a mom. And I was involved in my kids' schools. I was PTO president and then got involved at the district level, working with district administrators as a parent volunteer. And I recognized the need in my kids' district for some communication support. At the time, they didn't have a position, um, but that is where I learned that there is something called NSPRA. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And they pointed me in that direction and said at some point we will create this position so you should learn a little bit about the profession of school communications so time went on and as it happened i ended up launching the role of communications coordinator at my previous district Deerfield district 109 and um, it was great to be in on the ground floor in creating the communications role in a district and really forming it. And I was in District 109 for eight years, and two and a half years ago, I joined Glenview District 34, just to the south of Deerfield. It's a slightly bigger district um, in Illinois. I know it's a little strange to some people out there. Um, We have elementary districts and high school districts. Glenview is a preschool through eighth grade district of about 4,500 students. We are a diverse community. We have 62 languages spoken in the homes of our families, which is really, it's really cool. It provides a lot of opportunities in connections and communication that um, I find really exciting and valuable to my work. So I've been in Glenview now for about eight and a half years. I am a member of our cabinet team. So I have a seat at the table, which um, is something that benefits the district and benefits me professionally. And HR partnerships have been something that have been really important to my work. And um, in my previous district and in my current district, I'm really partners with the head of HR and um, also really good friends with them, so that helps, and that has really informed the culture of my district, the fact that um, communications and HR work so closely together, um, not just in sending out emails to staff, but just how we do things in our district.
0: Well and I've heard you I've heard you say that before and kind of that's that's one of your big talking points is making making HR and making your staff kind of your your BFF I think is is to borrow some of your language here and I can't <laughs> wait to hear a little bit more about that but I'm so glad that you mentioned INSPRA when you were talking about the creation of your role because you've you're a former board member for INSPRA, isn't that true
2: that is correct. Yes, I was the vice president at large for communications, technology, and innovation. And I know you've spoken before on School PR Happy Hour with Josh Dauer, who, mm-hmm. um who is the current vice president of communications, technology, and innovation for NSPRA.
0: And our listeners should be well familiar with your name because in the episode with Josh, he called you one of his mentors. So I know he thinks very highly of the work you did in that role.
2: Well, and I'd say um, we talk a little bit about reverse mentors, and Josh is definitely one of my reverse mentors in this (laughs) industry.
0: I I love the concept of reverse mentors. I could talk about that all day. But let's zero in on internal communications. So before we start talking about some of your specific tactics that you use in your district, why did internal communications become such an area of passion for you in your work?
2: Well, um, it precedes this, but I want to talk about first why it just all fits together. Um, Any of you who are, if you are an APR or if you're going along your journey to your APR, you know that your first audience is internal. And when I was going through the APR process a couple of years ago, seeing that and living that as I was studying for my APR, it just kind of all came together, why it's always been so important to me, why it's so important to an organization to focus on internal communications and to have real systems in place to do that well. So it's been important to me in part because of my friendship and partnership with HR, in working with them and understanding their needs. In HR, what they need to connect to staff, what they need in recruiting, what they need to put our district out there to make recruiting easier. Um, And it's really fun work because it really starts with before staff join your district. So um, that's where, you know, our work as communicators in social media comes into play. It's not just connecting with our community, it's putting out your culture. It's letting people who might be interested in working for your district get a glimpse inside of the district to see the things you do, what a classroom looks like, who the people are, and it helps them, you know, it's kind of a self-selection tool. If people connect with that culture, they'll decide to apply. Or if that culture doesn't quite work for them, then you're not having to deal with, you know, reviewing applications or going through interviews with people who just aren't a good fit. So communications really does start before staff walk in the door.
0: Well, and that's such an interesting point about culture too, because I think think when people start talking about branding and when they start talking about marketing, everyone wants to circle back to that term culture, because it's such a fun buzzword, right? But when we're looking at external outside of school PR, when we're looking at companies that do that really, really well, we can all name a couple of them, but we can probably only name a couple of them because I think there just aren't that many that really kind of embody that. So I think it's, I think it's fascinating that your work, so much of your work is really focused on not just building a culture, but showcasing that culture.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it all just spirals into each other to bring in people who match the culture, to share the culture out. People come in and right away are connected to it. And so that builds the internal culture too. One thing that we do in that area that I play a role in, but I don't lead um, because I have kind of had an influence on HR and their communication um, is our mentor program. We have a Mm -hmm. really incredible mentor program in our district and it's something that is a key element in welcoming our new staff. And it's a really sense of pride too. So it's called the mentor league. Our amazing assistant superintendent for teaching and learning Matt Silverman, Dr. Matt Silverman, he's a good follow on Twitter as well. Um, he's a Batman fan, and <laughs> our whole district knows that that Matt loves Batman, and so we tend to have kind of a superhero vibe going around anyway. And when he and Dr. Heather Hopkins, our um, executive director of human resources, were reworking our old mentor program, they came up with the idea. Of having the Mentor League. And they really ran with it. They started a newsletter, a Mentor League newsletter for recruiting our veteran teachers to be mentors. It was mm-hmm. um, a pretty thorough uh, process to apply to be a mentor. And they played that up. They did videos. You know, I gave them some advice, but they ran with it. They had the tools, I taught them the tools um to create those videos and we use Smore, and they knew how to use Smore. so their mentor league newsletter um, to recruit mentors um, and then to communicate with mentors later was already in place so it was something that was easy for them to pick up and use so mentors had training and they got swag of course that's very important so they absolutely all, um worked yeah they wore capes and we had for their training days um we had a backdrop and a photo booth and um, boom zam pow signs that they could (laughs) hold up so it was really amazing and um heather hopkins hr is the genius of swag so she was able to put together gift bags for the training that um were just you know Hero, superhero related, and really fun. We had a lot of fun with that. So, um, so our mentors, you know, had thorough training, and then move ahead to new teacher orientation. And these mentors were well prepared to welcome um, new staff, whether it's new to teaching or veteran teachers elsewhere who are new to our district. This mentor right. program was a connection for. The mentors and the new staff and it was a culture connection too because our mentors were so ingrained in the culture and you know that was kind of part of the mentor league as well that when they had activities for new teacher orientation it really focused on culture building they didn't know they were doing it um, but it was culture building and it was really cool we had um, recently rebranded before this first mentor league um, class came through and so we had a new logo and a new mission statement and they did some activities together the the mentors and their new teachers and they were some crafty drawings talking about their hopes for the, the new school year coming up and you know for becoming, you know, a a part of District 34. And it was really cool to see our logo show up in some of those drawings. And our mission, our short version of our mission is Aspire, Explore, Discover, Connect. And we saw those in almost everything that they did. So the mentors became, you know, the communicators and the culture builders uh, just through those connections.
0: And that, that really is our goal, right? The, the reason we focus in on our internal audiences first is because we want to build brand ambassadors. And it sounds like you partner with HR pretty regularly for some cultural focuses. Um, how did that... You've talked a little bit about recruitment. You've talked about your mentor program. Where did kind of the genesis of this ongoing partnership with HR come from?
2: Well, there certainly is a benefit to proximity. And in my previous district, my office was near HR. So (laughs) it was easy to have, to overhear conversations, to be in the same area and have conversations and bounce ideas off each other and naturally find those connections where I'd hear a need and talk about, oh, how can we promote that? Or what can you do to communicate that better? Um, I don't have that in my current district. My office is, um, currently in a bunker in a cave in the back of the building Oh no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and HR is in front. So we have to be really, we have to think about it. Yeah. You know, I have right. to come out of my office and, and now I have to, you know, make a zoom to connect with right. HR to make that happen. Um, but it really is just a friendship. It's starting with, you know, making those connections with HR as friends and making those conversations happen naturally because Mm -hmm. you are having conversations. So, you know, my advice to PR is to Plant yourself in HR as much as possible. Dr. Hopkins is retiring at the end of this year, and so that's really hard for me because I'm losing a friend and I'm losing a partner. But I also right. am gaining a partner because we're bringing on um, a new head of HR, and I get a new BFF. So that's kind of exciting. Um, and he is a principal in our district now, Kevin Dorkin, and he will make an amazing um, head of HR and when I called him to say I'm so excited that you're you got the job, I said, We are going to be BFS and he asked me I to love that. that. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it, it really is about friendship.
0: We have such a good attitude. It's so infectious. Like here I'm I'm already like, okay, I need to go down and see the people in HR tomorrow. It's like I'm suddenly so excited about these ideas. Um but Kathy, when we were when we were talking about this episode You mentioned that you've got an ongoing wellness campaign in your district. Um, Now, I believe that's an internal tool. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Yes, it is. um, It started, so wellness is, you know, something that we've been talking about in our profession, particularly the past year and a half. But um, we've really, it's really been a point of discussion. Uh, You know, um, K-12 PR well was Kristen Najet mm-hmm. and Sean McKillop, that has been something that's been out there and for us for a while now. Um right. so that's you know, for PR, but we've been talking about the stresses of our staff, of teachers, of educators, um, for a while. And before I joined District Thirty Four, there was a wellness um initiative, but it really wasn't much more. Then a wellness challenge, which was really fun um and it was maybe a week or two weeks um where staff would do activities um it there was a bingo game where staff would you know if they walked a certain number of steps um or drank sixty four ounces of water each day it it mostly focused on exercise and nutrition mm-hmm. and When I came aboard, um, the team that had put that together, we are committee driven in our district and there's a personnel committee um, that ran the wellness challenge. We talked a little bit about some feedback that had happened previously and they had heard that, oh, you know, wellness is more than exercise and eating right. We want to have some Discussions about you know our mental wellness, and Absolutely. so the personnel committee and I got together and we created kind of a new bingo board. And when we launched that, and really promoted it within staff um, with a B Well 34. That's when it launched. It was hashtag B Well 34. We created not just a bingo board, but a whole month long challenge where we have a weekly newsletter, the Be Well 34 newsletter, that aligned with the challenges that were on the bingo board. So um, if it was uh, share a recipe with a friend, we put some resources in the newsletter of where where can you find good healthy recipes? Or if it was, um, one of my favorites was try tree pose in yoga. Mm -hmm. And so we put, we linked videos on how to do tree pose. Um, There were a lot of connections too. So a lot of the challenges were plank with a pal. And so people were tweeting out videos of planking with each other. Um, High five, five colleagues. Send a note (laughs) to someone, a handwritten note to someone who's not in your building. So a lot of it was really on... Creating connections with people that you work with, people you know that you may not work with every day, but it's creating connections throughout the district. Um, so there, that when after we had done the first year where it was the revamped version, we did a survey, and that really resonated with people. People really felt more connected to their school and to the district after the wellness challenge. Um, It also, you know, was a way to share out um, resources for them to help themselves. We have an employee assistance program. Um, Our benefits have some wellness resources that staff can tap into for free. And those were ways to share those out and get people using them over and over again. Um, And when we did the survey, one thing we heard was we want to do this more often we want more. So while we don't do wellness challenges more often, we have moved Be Well 34 into a regular feature in our regular staff newsletter, which goes out every couple of weeks. So we kind of revisit um, some of the most fun things from the wellness challenge and um, share resources again and again in there. And so now people know to look for it in the The newsletter, the staff newsletter, and when we launched our website in a pandemic, we launched our website (laughs) at the beginning of the school year. Yeah, yeah. Why not?
0: Why
2: not? Um, (laughs) We included um, an area of our website, a wellness hub, and it's hashtag #BeWell34. If you go to glenview34.org, you can click on. Be Well 34, and we have Be Well 34 for staff, Be Well 34 for students, and Be Well 34 for families. It really started because um, our student services team wanted to have a place to put resources for staff to use to help with social emotional learning for our students. But it, we realized as we were building that, that it was a great hub for all the things that we have done with staff on wellness. Absolutely. So um, I got to credit Josh Sauer because um, when you launch a website in a pandemic and you are a very lean um, communications department, you might have to source out some work. So <laughs> Josh's website when he was with more um, Norman technical center was beautiful. And we had moved our website to final site. So I reached out to Josh knowing his website was a final site website, and he helped create Be Well 34. He worked with our um, district coach for student services, um, who is a school psychologist and was building all the resources for Be Well 34 for students. And he worked with her to get that Um, Launched, and that has become a real source of pride in our district. It's something that our teachers use for their students. Um, It's something that teachers know to go for resources for themselves. We have a um, assistant principal in one of our primary buildings, a K2 building, who is certified in leading meditation. And we would do Monday morning mindfulness Zoom sessions over the shutdown in the pandemic, cool. and yeah, yeah, it was, she's amazing, she is really amazing, and we recorded those sessions, and those are available, so they're public. Um, those are available on Be Well 34 for staff.
0: And I will go ahead and endorse that site as well, because when I was researching for our conversation today, you were so nice to send me so many resources about the work that you do, and I did take a chance to scroll through, or I took the opportunity to scroll through that website, and it is It's not only a beautiful website, but it's a highly engaging website, and I think that that can sometimes be challenging. I know that's a completely different conversation about how to build really beautiful, engaging websites, but it it certainly can be difficult, and for something something this important and something that you're this passionate about, for you to have a digital tool that people interact with and look for, I mean, kudos to you. That's really quite an accomplishment.
2: Thank you. It was definitely... Definitely a team effort from our student services team um, to our teaching and learning team and HR, you know, there's a lot of hands that went into that and it's just kind of um, exemplifies our relationships and what our district is all about.
1: Hey guys, Aaron and I are excited to have class intercom back as a sponsor this year for school PR happy hour. Last season I told you about how my student interns took over the district's Instagram and we saw immediate growth by using their voice to tell their story on their campuses. Class Intercom is more than just a tool for students to use to post to social media. Class Intercom is a social media management tool that offers unlimited users approvals and archiving at an affordable price and they're built specifically for schools and school districts. Head over to classintercom.com and sign up for a demo today
0: mentioned, uh, when you were talking about your wellness challenge, you talked about how you align some of these wellness activities in your newsletter. Now, I know that your newsletter is a point of pride for you and that it's a lot of fun and you kind of take not necessarily liberties, but you get very creative. Would you like to share a little bit about your staff newsletter with us?
2: (laughs) I love our staff newsletter. Um, (laughs) It is... I have so much fun creating that um, because it's my connection with our whole staff. And um, it's also an opportunity, again, for staff to make connections. So it's called D34 What's News. Um, We changed the name over our um, shutdown in the pandemic to D34 What the Heck. Um, But it is (laughs) D34 What's News. And it comes out every couple of weeks. Um, And I definitely add a healthy dose of humor. We have a whole lot of inside jokes in there. Um, Most of which um, have to do with um, my partner in comedy crime, our executive director of um, innovative instruction, uh, Brian Engel is um, he's such a good sport and, Everyone knows that he's a good sport, so we can make fun of him. Most of our issues of our newsletter have some doctored up um, photo of Brian or other (laughs) references to Brian in there. Um, So there are different sections. Again, the Be Well 34 section, we call it Healthy Happenings, a subsidiary of Be Well 34 um, is a regular feature. There's a section called staff shares where staff submit great things that they're doing that they want to share out, things that are happening in their classroom or principals will submit, you know, things that are going on in their buildings. And we have eight schools in our district. So if one school submits a really cool thing that they've done, somebody across town will see that and they know who to reach out to and ask, hey, I think I can use that in my classroom or we want to do that in our school. Tell me about it. It's a way Mm -hmm. to connect, to connect staff. Um, Of course, you know, pictures of babies are awesome. So we have, you know, baby announcements and wedding announcements. But I gotta say, the best part of the newsletter is the raffle. And it's not just okay. because people people win swag; they like that, but that is not why they read it. Um, every issue we have some sort of um, quiz or submission for people to submit, and then we draw a random winner. we use random dot org to select who wins um the the swag that issue, but we ask questions like most embarrassing work moments, or guilty pleasures, or if you weren't working for District 34, what job would you have? And people share that, and then we share that out in the next issue. We'll do you know, a Canva or um, Adobe Spark video, um, and people really get to learn about each other by reading the responses to these raffle questions. Um, In our last issue, um, my awesome assistant, um, Melanie Newman, who has not only been with the district for a while, but she went to school in District 34. So she has um, a great um, history with the district and knows it well. She had the idea of doing a BuzzFeed type quiz on which cabinet administrator are you? And oh
0: that's
2: amazing. It is amazing. So it went through, it was just like a BuzzFeed quiz. And um people, you know, answered the questions and in the process they learned a little bit about cabinet administrators. So how mm-hmm. cool is that that we had a chance to make a connection, you know, our superintendent and assistant superintendents who may not get into the buildings every day but there's a direct connection and it's really funny so this is um it's called interact is the quiz builder that she used okay. um and then we had people submit okay you got your answer which cabinet admin are you and in the issue of the newsletter that just came out we shared you know who's a brian angle who's a dr dane Delia, our superintendent and we shared, you know, what qualities are a great write up of each administrator, and and now people are walking around. I was just in a meeting with our personnel committee, and they talked about, um, oh, I'm a Heather Hopkins.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> yeah,
2: because we yep, all take those just...
0: quizzes. I mean, how many times have I taken some various Harry Potter quiz? Like a hundred. I couldn't <laughs> even tell you. <laughs>
2: So are you a Slytherin, Aaron?
0: I am definitely not. Although I think Justin might argue I probably have Slytherin moments, but no, I am definitely a Gryffindor. <laughs> you didn't know that's what this conversation was going to turn into.
2: <laughs> I knew we'd get off topic. I love it.
0: Absolutely. No, I do have a, a more focused question, kind of going back to what we were just talking about. So as someone who aspires to get my apr one day i know how important it is to measure our success so how do you measure the engagement on these different projects and different tactics that you use specifically around the newsletter but um you know some of your other things as well
2: so for the wellness challenge we um do a survey so after every wellness challenge um we do look at the data and look at the data from year to year um we look at the Be Well34 newsletter engagement and where people are clicking. So those are, you know, easy ones. Um and you know, in our staff newsletter, I definitely look at the analytics and and look at raffle submissions. I will right. tell you that one point of data people like to submit um the more negative, like most embarrassing oh, sure. work moment, rather than what's your favorite. So just an interesting point of data there. That um, is interesting. <laughs> I think people are really excited to share their, um, or
0: to read, to read in the next. Yes, issue. <laughs> exactly. Yes.
2: Yeah. They know if they share, they're going to be more interested to read what other people do. That's Guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures was a big one too. Um but you know, some of the qualitative data are things like being in meetings and hearing, you know, how many Heather Hopkins are in the room. Absolutely. Or seeing seeing how many emails I get when people took the admin quiz and um, you know, shared that they're a Kathy Kajigian. That's so funny. Um, I do get I do get regular emails about things, little things. I put Easter eggs in our newsletter, Mm -hmm. little jokes that you really have to look for. um, And people have learned to look for them. And I do regularly get emails from staff when they find that joke that um, they think is hilarious and they had to look for it. Um, And I hear from building principals that people when the newsletter comes out they hear people talking about it so there's there's some qualitative data there um in terms of you know be well 34 on our website we do look at the analytics and Mm -hmm. we change out the resources that are there um, based on those analytics so that we are Mm -hmm. making the most valuable information um the most easily accessible to the to the website visitors um so you're right data is definitely definitely important.
0: Well and as someone who can barely do any math at all I would rather look at the qualitative data all day long.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um one other you know talking about people reaching out to me we just went back um all all kids all in except for those who are you know remaining in our remote academy last Wednesday. And we kicked, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a big day. We call it, um, we called it our fourth first day, I think it was, because we had so many transitions. (laughs) Sure. But I think I may have lost count. So we really call it our next first day. Um, (laughs) And we were able to take um, two days between the transition. We took two days off for staff planning, professional development, We called the whole week our celebration and Mm -hmm. S-E-L abrasion, social emotional learning. We we knew from data, from surveys from parents, from surveys of staff that um, the social emotional aspect of the transition of dealing with the trauma of this year, of making this a positive transition was the most important thing to do. So we mm-hmm. created this celebration, and um, staff had a speaker um, Monday morning um, that focused on building resilience in yourself and in your students. That speaker, Dr. Doug Bolton, also spoke to parents. We had a parent program Monday night. Teachers had time to set up their classrooms and you know the new setup instead of having half the kids having full kids and mm-hmm. planning their you know just getting in the mental state of this new environment, Um, and then we welcomed kids back for the celebration on Wednesday, and it was amazing. The focus in the buildings Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday was on social-emotional learning. Um, The school psychologist who built our Be Well 34 also built um, the curriculum and the options, the framework for how for what teachers could do um, with students in the classroom to build relationships and ease anxieties and build those new routines. Um, That was a huge focus. We had a district-wide event where every student had a flag and they wrote on that flag how they held each other up. We read the book. We had a district-wide book read of you hold me up and every classroom every teacher every classroom read you hold me up to students and because of my newsletter because of my emails because I make these connections with staff and you know try to make connections between staff I was walking around the buildings taking pictures and um just checking in on on the fun of that first day I walked into a middle school classroom as they were getting to, ready to read, you hold me up. And the teacher of that class, I had um, I had been tasked with um, vaccine <laughs> and finding vaccines for our staff and sending out emails oh, wow, and yeah. saying, you can find a vaccine here, you could find one here. Um, I walked into this classroom and the teacher stood up and he gave the two thumbs up and he said, Mrs. Kajigian, as of today, I'm fully vaccinated. Hey, kids, <laughs> this is Mrs. Kajijian and I'm vaccinated because of her. And, you know, I almost started crying. And yeah. she said, will you, will you read the book to the students? So I got to read You Hold Me Up.
0: Oh, and my that gosh, was just, Kathy.
2: It was amazing. And so, you know, my advice on how that works is, you know, find your voice, find your voice and how your voice fits in with your district's voice and culture and be genuine and listen and be a friend and find those friends in the buildings. Whether you can get in the buildings or not, you can make those connections through your newsletter, through social media, you know, be active with your district's hashtag, not just You know as your district but as yourself and engaging with staff who are using the hashtag too and that's where you're gonna find your friends
0: well and this this time this year feels like the perfect opportunity to start doing some of these things because i mean we've we've all just taken a beating and we know that teachers have the hardest job anytime in the best of the world or the best you know when things in the world are going right teachers already have the hardest job in the world and it's it's been particularly challenging. So I, I feel like you, over the past few years, have really built a lot of positive equity by focusing on this before it was even potentially a problem. So much, in fact, that you have been asked to speak on some of your strategies several times. And just recently, I believe you spoke with the Arizona School PR chapter. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about that presentation?
2: Yeah, we talked a lot about the things that I've shared With you today. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a testament to um, our profession and to NSPRA and the chapters that internal communications has become such a focus. And, um, you know, in my presentation and, and in some of the questions, you could really hear that school PR people really care about the staff that they serve and the teachers Mm -hmm. that they work with.
0: Kathy, I know that there are going to be so many people who want to reach out to you when this episode airs um, to maybe get ideas to build a BuzzFeed quiz or maybe just steal some of your jokes (laughs) or just get some advice. Where are some of the best places that they can reach you?
2: Um, One good place is Twitter. um, And you can find me at KateKed, that's C-A-T-E-K-E-D, or you can follow K12 PR chat. I'm one of the co-moderators of K12 PR chat. And while we haven't been our regular every other Tuesday chat this year, um, we are trying to get back into the swing of things, especially as we move towards NSPRA seminar. It's always exciting to connect on Twitter before we get to the seminar and see each other either on Zoom or in person this year. Um, And we are gonna have um, more regular chats on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. So just search the hashtag K12PRChat. You'll find me, but you'll also find lots of other friends. Um, Folks can email me too. And I am at ckidjian, K-E-D-J-I-D-J-I-A-N at glenview 34org Or if you're going to our website, glenview34.org to check out BeWell34, also check out the staff directory and you'll be able to find me.
0: Perfect. And to our listeners, if you have not taken the opportunity to participate in a K-12 PR chat, please do it. I know many of us have lots of things going on in the evenings. I have two little kids. I can't always make those chats. But what I do is later on, I'll just go back and read them. And sometimes I'm responding like 12 hours later, and it's super random. But the conversations are just so much fun. And you will never in your life see so many people respond just using gifts. I mean, it's it's amazing. Our, our school PR community is incredible.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's, you know, part of the humor I use at work um, may come a little bit from our connections on Twitter. (laughs) It's very authentic.
0: (laughs) Well, perfect. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today.
2: Erin, thank you. Your questions were great, and I'm so glad that you're um, amplifying this topic for our school PR friends.
0: Well, we did it. School PR, we have closed out season two of School PR Happy Hour, and we've almost reached the end of the weirdest school year ever. Special thanks to Kathy Kijijian, APR, for joining me on the last content episode of this season. Her wisdom and partnership with internal communications makes her a true thought leader, and I hope you're leaving this episode as excited about opportunities to connect with your staff as I am. Like last year, Justin and I are going to take the summer as a hiatus to spend time with our families and catch up on a few projects that deserve some attention. You will hear from us one more time on June 1st for a wrap-up episode before we truly close out the season. Hopefully I can get Justin to agree to record that one before May 30th. All joking aside, I'd like to thank Justin for being my partner on this podcast. He doesn't know I'm doing this since I try to refrain from complimenting him as frequently as I can, but Justin's energy and the enthusiasm was the original brainchild of School PR Happy Hour. He convinced me to join him on this wild ride and I am so glad that I said yes. Through this project, we've been able to meet and connect with practitioners across the country and I'm not sure that we could have gotten through this last year without our network. And finally, thanks to all of you for listening, for sharing this podcast and for sharing your wisdom. I hope to see all of you at Inspire this year. If you see me, say hi. Introduce yourself. I love making new friends, and you might have a great idea for a season three episode. That's right, Justin. I just committed us to a third season. Hang in there, school PR. We are almost done. Until next time, let's all try to be a little bit better at our jobs every day.